Hey guys, you're listening to Sound Scrub, a place where I get to dissect the writing, production, and recording process of a song with the artist and producer. I am your host, Lisa Denae. I'm James Doe, and I'm really excited to be here. Uh-huh. I live in Portland, Oregon with my three cats, Bagel, Lox, and Goldie, and <laughs> I just love making some good pop music, some good disco pop R&B is the world yes. I occupy, and I love it. All right. In today's episode of Sound Scrub, we are going to be talking about Naked by James Doe. Um, I want to know the origin of the song. Did you start with the lyrics first or did the piano come first? So this song has, I would say, had the biggest journey of any song I've ever done and the the most Mm. drastic changes and the honestly one of the more strange origin stories. Um, So last year, I guess 2019 in January, I met this guy. Um, He actually runs a church in North Portland and he Mm. is an incredible piano player. And I have my main producer and bandmate who I have done everything with for years, but every now and then I just love to like meet someone new to collaborate with. And I met this guy and he's this bubbly piano player that leads a a church in North Portland. And I'm, you know, not religious. So I don't go to, I'm Jewish, so I don't go to church. And (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> um, I met up with him at the church and just, you know, music, uh, relationships in that way, you sometimes just show up and they're like, what the hell are we going to do? And mm-hmm. for me, the way I like to make music is to kind of start with a melody usually mm-hmm. and just like riff on it and just make it up as I go along. And we came up with what would be the intro to, to naked, which is like the even though da, 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 da. like it started with mm-hmm. that, and he was I think playing um, some like chords from Hello by Adele, and I was like I think it sounds a little too similar, um, <laughs> <laughs> which it definitely did at first, but um, it started so it started in a church in North Portland, which is really wow. kind of funny because it's a song about like being naked with another boy for the first time. So it's right. this, like day nudity story. <laughs> <laughs> um, so it started like that, which is kind of cool. Awesome. So did, um, well, I w- okay. So let's talk about more about the lyrics then. So what is this song about and what inspired you uh, to write it? Yeah. So this has been, you know, I'm a 26 year old gay guy, like, many others have dealt with body issues for forever. Mm-hmm. And I knew that I wanted to write a song that really touched on it, but I didn't want it to be like a sad, sad song. I didn't want it to be like a, um, I feel beautiful now and I felt ugly then. And I didn't want that because that's not necessarily true. Right. Um, I just wanted to kind of commemorate for me, what was a huge thing was being naked with somebody for the first time. It, it was, you know, mm-hmm. having your shirt off in a lit room with someone was like such a foreign concept to me. And I wanted to kind of remember that moment. And I, I knew who it was with. Um, and <laughs> like, obviously it was, I was there <laughs> and um, it just was such a big deal for me. And I, I didn't want the song to feel like, sad. I didn't want it to feel triumphant. I just wanted it to be like Mm. a statement. And I think that's Mm -hmm. kind of what we, what the lyrics really do touch on. And it really talks about the boy that it was about. 
Um, and you know, like, have you finally figured out all the answers to the questions you'd bring to me? Like that was such a big, he was younger than I was. And like, it was very mm. much like my first dynamic in that. And, like it, it was a really, um, big moment for me. And so that's what I wanted the lyrics to touch on. And I actually reached out to the boy I wrote it about, um, when it came out and he, he really loved it. Okay. Actually, I was going to ask that same question. So he has heard it. Yeah, he (laughs) has heard it. And he, I, it's really funny. I hadn't spoken to him in like five or six years, maybe, you know, since college. And I was in our rehearsal studio working on that song and he texted me and said, Jake, I have been thinking about you all day. How are you? And I was like, it's so weird like that you're reaching out now because I'm like finalizing a song I wrote about you. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. And I sent him <laughs> then the final song a few weeks ago and he was like, it's beautiful. Like, and he was like, wow. and yes, I did find some of the answers I was looking for. And I was like, what is he talking about? And I was like, oh, the lyrics. Yeah. Oh um, my gosh. Wow. Yeah. I like to, if I write a song about someone, I usually like to write a big dramatic letter and I like, um, use like a sealing wax to seal the envelope and I send it in this like grand fashion just cause it's like the one time I get to do that. So he just got a text though. Cause I don't know his address. <laughs> oh, wow. Wow. I should think about doing that for myself when I write about people. <laughs> <laughs> that's nice. very interesting. Yeah, I know. That's a good gesture on your part. Yeah. I wish um, like I someone was like, yeah, I wrote a song about you. That's like, what? And like, it's usually not expected because you don't write a song right. about someone you're in like, good graces with usually. <laughs> right, right, right. Wow. Well, you said that you wanted this song to make a statement. And I really think that you did that not only lyrically, but with the production itself. Um, And then you have mentioned that, you know, there was kind of a big transformation with the song. So um, can you tell me more about that? Yeah. So we have been performing this song for, I guess, a little over a year. And it's one of the songs that, like, the audience, like, it silences the room, which is really Mm -hmm. a really special feeling. And You know, I usually, I I try not to talk before most of my songs, but this is one I Mm. always, like, give a preamble to. And I'm like, this is about the first time I was naked. I hate to be like, this is about this. Like, hope you get it. (laughs) Um, But this song, like, deserves that, I think. And it's the one that it really works for. And we, when we initially started playing it, we don't have a piano player um, that plays shows with us. So my producer and drummer, we have, like, a Roland synth pad. And... Okay. We set up a bunch of strings in my head. I was like, and I think part of my vision was correct in my head. When this song was in its final phase, like being performed on a huge stage, like there's a big booming orchestra and there's mm, like mm-hmm. just a ton of dramatic, like almost um, like theatrical musical theatery, like style drums. Like it's very, yeah. very big. And I tried to accomplish that out of a Roland box. And mm-hmm. it kind of made this weird, we had like, strings that were triggered that were very dramatic and it just felt weird and I sent you in one of the recordings it's like a snippet of maybe the second time we played it and it's very much Mm -hmm. like even though we don't talk anymore like it was so like choppy and not like flowy and beautiful and Mm -hmm. I did that because I didn't want the audience to hear like dramatic piano music and think oh god this is gonna be like a sad sad tears of a clown song like I don't want that (laughs) um and it it wasn't 
you know, we did it in this way that just felt really inauthentic for a while. And when we were getting to the process of recording it, we were like, let's go back to what this song is about. Like, what is it about? Mm -hmm. It's meant to be, you know, it's very vulnerable. It's exposed. Mm -hmm. And like, that's how the music should feel. The music should feel exposed. It should feel if there's like a slightly wrong piano note, which luckily the piano player we did use for this is, you know, brilliant. Like went to Berkeley, makes no mistake. So there was none of that. (laughs) But if there was, I would not have been upset. Um, Right. And so it took this like, Really interesting journey. maybe like a month or two whenever before uh we had a show the night before lockdown um so which was really nice because we were able to play one like big show and then this all happened um but this bass player guitar player joined in with us and we were like let's try it on guitar just to like fool around and so that's actually how we've been playing it live now it's our only like entirely stripped down song just guitar just me Um, And I sent you a video of that. Sometimes we have a sax player join in. But really the point of the song is that I want people, and I say this at the end of the song, I say, you know, I hope that you were able to like envision the awkwardness of the first time you were naked with someone. And I think that's what it does. It it forces you to be like, wait, who was it exactly? And like, did I eagerly like rip my clothes off or did I like very hesitantly take off my shirt? Like that's what I wanted people to get from this song and so the music needed to reflect that did a really great job. Um, I haven't listened to those yet, but, um, I do like how, um, 
yeah, you were talking about how you experimented with the production, but then ended up just sticking to the root of it. And I think it really, truly brings out um, that statement. And you guys just really accomplished that um, really well. Um, and I really love your vocals, by the Thank way. You. Love, love, love. You sound amazing. During the recording process, when you were laying down like final vocals, uh, did any lyrics change at all when you guys were piecing the last minute touches together? Um, you know, no lyrics changed. I, whenever I, if I like am deep in the woods with a song, which for this we've performed it for like a year. So it's like, mm -hmm. it's so ingrained in me what the words are to this song. Um, mm -hmm. That none of that changed, but what we did change were in the bridge. We changed a bit of the bridge melody. Um, it now, when you hear the bridge, when it's the um, how does it go? It's the uh, uh, oh god, I don't even know what the words are. Well, the bridge, it happens, and it, <laughs> it used to be very high up in the register, and we doubled it, mm -hmm. and so there's one that's like really low and rich, um, and then there's one that's really high, and we kind of had these like harmonies underneath them. We added a lot of like in the chorus, um, these oohs that are like, ooh, whatever it is. But like we added a huge stack of those. Um, and we added this like big high wailing note at the end of the song that we do into like the final chorus. So we, we changed the oh, melody, um, nice. which was, which was fun. The guy that we recorded with, his name is Cam and he works here in Portland. And, I will really only go to him for vocals mm -hmm. because he knows my voice really well, but he mm -hmm. also, which a lot of engineers can't do. I can take him. What harmony should I add here? And he'll be able to give me like three different harmonies with all the notes. So it's like, it's really hard to find somebody that's able to hear that in the moment, yeah. you know, hearing the song for the first time and knows just like what harmony would fit where, um, so, so we added a lot of that, which was really nice. I think it really filled up the, the soundscape that I wanted. Yeah. Yeah, I actually do really love those ooze, by the way, that you were talking Thank about you. in the course. Yeah, I think it just adds too. like a little bit like more ear candy to it. Yeah, they sneak in and then they kind of linger there for a little bit, yeah. which is nice. Mm -hmm. um, and the one line that I love that we we didn't change it, but we we added this like harmony where it's like how are things in this house you built like that thing happens in the middle of the second verse and mm. i i just like love that harmony um i just wanted it to sound like a bunch of people were like standing around you in a circle like interrogating this person that you're yeah. naked with for the first time and they're all like all these versions of you in different outfits are standing there in a semicircle screaming at this person like how are things Ooh. in that house you built like that was what i wanted people to envision and it's what I envision. So I hope it's what wow. others can get from it. <laughs> that is, yeah, that's an amazing visual. Wow. I've never had an artist say that before. That is a great visual. Yeah. Um, listen back and just put and, yourself just yeah, and, in a semicircle. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. Um, wow. Well, I want to know what your favorite lyric line is. Ooh, what is my favorite lyric line? Um, I love in the second, I think it's the second part of the first verse. Wonder how you're doing. I wonder if you're loving or did someone get you good? Did you finally figure out the answers to everything you'd bring to me? That little section, I really, really love. 
Um, mm. I think that it always is when I can see in the audience, like they viscerally have a reaction to like, first of all, bringing all these questions, you know, answering these questions you'd bring to me. Um, I thought that was a really like prevalent part of our relationship was a lot of like him mm -hmm. bringing questions to me and me solving these like, you know, I was a junior in college and he was a freshman. Like it was this dynamic I'd never had before. Um, mm. And I even think to tell him about this song and have like him listen. And then the first thing he said back to me was, you know, yes, I found some of the answers that I was looking for. I just thought there was this like self-awareness that I wasn't expecting, mm. um, which was, you know, really cool to hear. Um, and then the line before that, uh, what, what was it? Talk anymore. I still look at your pictures and wonder how you're doing. Like everybody does mm -hmm. that. Um, yeah. Everybody does that. And my best friend actually yesterday sent me a picture of the three of us from my junior year of college. Just and she was like, oh, look wow. what I found today. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, wow, you're like, what's your date? <laughs> um, and I like showed my like fiance and he was like, oh my God, that honestly is a good picture. Like everybody does look really good. <laughs> so I don't know. I just, I love the way that the song opens and just the repeated, like, even though that that phrase comes in, like, even mm -hmm. though, and then for that to like open the chorus. Um, but then even the bridge, I'm like now remembering the words to the song. Um, <laughs> like the remember I was desperate. Uh, remember I was desperate and I started to beg. I like broke things off with this person. Um, wow. outside of a theater after seeing Les Mis on stage at midnight in the pouring rain, like so dramatic, had to end it then. Oh my and gosh. I know. <laughs> and <laughs> then like two months later, I ended up like being like, wait, I made a mistake. Like, please come back with me, like mm. come back, whatever. Mm. And I have only done that once. And it was this one yeah. time. Um, and so there really was like true, like, remember I was desperate and I started to beg like who, you know, wow. until that moment. And I didn't think I'd ever do that. Um, and I did. And I think others, you know, no one wants to think like, oh, yeah, I would love to like beg for someone back. Like, you don't want that until it's like it's happening. Yeah. So I think the bridge, like that intro to the bridge is really a good lyrical moment. Nice. Um, well, you kind of talked about this already, but do you have a pro uh, favorite production element? I am a big sucker for like good crisp reverb on the vocals mm -hmm. um is my like live I have my own reverb pedal I don't trust anybody to handle it Ooh, um wow. big big deal for me I think it you know I, it it's not that it like masks anything I just think it makes everything feel more epic and like I yeah even if I'm in like a small you know we've played small random places that like aren't even predominantly a venue. They're like a restaurant that they like set up something. Um, right. I think putting that reverb on the vocals, it makes somebody envision you bigger. Like it makes somebody envision mm -hmm. you on a large, large stage. And it lets them think like this person is valid enough that they deserve to, to be in a big room. Um, yeah. So that's always like a big must have. Um, even when we recorded this, we actually had two mics running at the same time. Um, I'm now remembering we had like, and they were both in front of my mouth and one of them was like a $10,000 microphone. Um, oh, and then wow. one of them was actually a mic that Cam used mostly for uh, the bass, the kick drum. And he would use it for 
yeah, he would use it for kick drum. And he was like, I just want to try this and see if it like picks up like any of the richness of your voice that we're not necessarily getting. And so in this mm-hmm. song, you actually have two mics running almost the entire time on everything except the harmonies. Um, oh, wow. There's two mics going, yeah, which was really cool to like, That's you know, he really takes the time and he's like, if it doesn't work, we tried it. Like, it was not yeah. a waste of time. If it works, like, obviously that's what you want. Huh. I kind of mm-hmm. want to try that. Yeah, it was <laughs> nice. <laughs> that's interesting. Um, well, any other interesting or cool facts about this song and the process? Any other fun facts about this song? I mean, we really toyed with, like, is this a song? I mean, this was part of a two-song EP. And it was the first time I've ever released more than one piece of music at the same time. And Mm -hmm. this song, it's really interesting because compared, I don't know if you heard the other song on the EP. Um, It's more dancey disco. Yeah. Um, It's totally opposite of this, but this song is second on the, on the track list. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the first one is this like ethereal dance number of like, I took too much last night. Like I'm having a weird crappy time but I'm also having a good time and then it leads you and you go into this like even though like it picks right up into this we Mm kind of debated for a long time do we want to put you know the time and resources into releasing this song um and I'm so glad we did we've been working on it for almost a year and a half the dance number we did in like three weeks and I love them both um yeah but I'm really really happy that we decided to like put the effort into this song yeah it it um, definitely caught my attention. Um, yeah, I just, I really wanted to know more about this. So thank you so much um, for opening up and sharing the story of this. Um, can you tell our lovely listeners where they can follow you on social media and yeah. where they can download and stream Naked and all of your other great music? Yes, of course. Um you can find me on Instagram at jame.jame.jame. So that's at J-A-M-E dot J-A-M-E dot J-A-M-E. Um, you can find me Spotify, Apple Music, anywhere music can be found. Just search Jame Doe, naked, Jame Doe, come follow me. It'll come up. Um, my name actually used to just be Jame. And then a year ago, I became Jame Doe because it was too hard to find just Jame. <laughs> um, so... Yeah, you can find me everywhere. You can find me on YouTube. We just put up a a live video of this song, which is actually our most comparable song to Naked um, that you also might like. It's called Fantasies in Tel Aviv. And oh. it's our closing number. It's just piano and uh, me. And, you know, we have a sax player in the video. I'll definitely make sure to send it to you. But oh, it's, yeah, our, it's our closing number. It's like a seven-minute long epic pop song that gets really big. And we played a show here in Portland at this place called Ron Toms. And it's like a coveted spot to play. I was so like, I was like, finally, I was asked to play here. Like I've made it to some degree. Yeah, I was really, really happy. It's Sunday. It's this venue that only does shows on Sunday nights and they're free. And like everyone in the music community goes. And so it really felt like, oh my gosh, like I can like stand my ground in front of this room of people that I like admire and like have them like actually be like oh we should take this person like a little more seriously and that was really good so it's called fantasies in tel aviv it's also about another boy um who (laughs) doesn't know it's about him 
Um, <laughs> and we went on tour last year in November and I actually saw the person like came to one of our shows and I like changed the lyrics a little bit in the moment because I was like, I cannot have him know this song is about him. Like I just can't. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and I never do that. I always am very upfront, but like my, oh my like gosh. Beyonce was there or my, oh. and everybody knew. I mean, I told him, I was like, that's who it's about. Everybody was like, Oh really? <laughs> no one, no one. Approved. Oh my gosh. That's so funny. Well, thank you so much for coming on my show. I truly appreciate it. Thank you. No, this is, it was really nice to get to talk through this song. Naked is a really special song and I hope it hits the right the right people at the moment that they need to hear it. Even now we don't talk anymore. We still look at our photos and wonder how we are doing. I wonder if you're loving or if someone hurt you good. Did you finally figure out the answers to everything you'd bring to me? And I hope that you I hope I wish you well And I can't believe I'm saying this But I wonder what it would have been like Had I not pushed out Had I not said to run Had I not said to leave Had I not said to go Even though we don't talk anymore To download and stream the full song and learn more about the artist, please visit the description of this episode. Make sure to follow me, your host, Lisa Denae, on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter at Lisa Denae Music. Thank you for listening.